So my husband got me a little gift hmm. not too long ago. Okay. It's a label maker. Oh, exciting. It is. For someone like me who loves to attempt to be organized, uh, I say attempt because I, I try. I'm not going to claim that I am, right? Uh, as long as it was not a birthday gift. No, it was just a surprise. Like, like hey, out of the blue. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, you know, we're remodeling the house. And, you know, with that, you start organizing your things. And we had... Uh, bought a few bends, and it's that's, nice to know what's inside yeah. of them. So Actually, that's me. very considerate of him, I think. It really was. Yeah. I, I was very excited by yes. it. Well, um, my 10-year-old who loves electronics and buttons and pressing buttons was also very excited by my gift. Oh. And it wasn't long before I started seeing other labels throughout the house. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so you can imagine some of the things that a 10-year-old boy might put on uh, a label. I, I know what mine would put on. <laughs> right. The first three things would be poo, pee, and fart. <laughs> yes. There's In that order. <laughs> In that order. Yeah. Well, um, mine likes to likes the penis word. That's very funny right now. Uh. And one day I walked in and I looked over at the, uh, the dining table. And right there at, at the computer, there was a label that said penis gallery. Penis gallery. Penis gallery. That's interesting. I know. I've never asked him what made him put those two words together, but it got me thinking. Okay. You know, we've we recorded our our ladyscaping episode. A fun episode. Very fun episode. All about the female, right? Oh, love it. Yeah. But I thought, what about the men? What about their, their? apparatus? <laughs> we have questions. Do you? Yes. Don't aren't there things you want to know? When I, yeah, yeah, I, I suppose there yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. So we decided to put together a little penis gallery of our own. And yes, I think we did. I think our listeners are going to enjoy this one. I do too. Let's start with some questions. This is Gritty Girls. A place where you can come to process the issues and topics your girlfriends, family, or coworkers may or may not be discussing. However, you're thinking about these issues, so let's dive into them together. Hi everyone, I'm Christina Lee. And I'm Leslie Campbell, and we are the Gritty Girls. So I want to ask, I want to, so here's my prompt. I had no idea that the penis. <laughs> oh gosh! Is there... I don't know. At some point, but I don't even know now. I've been acquainted with the penis for a long time. <laughs> now it just seems like that really annoying old friend that just won't stop coming around and knocking on your door. <laughs> it's you again! It's you again! It's always you. God. I'm having a pretty frank talk with a couple of girlfriends at a party at Leslie's house, so you'll hear some background noise. I wonder why men like their penis so much, why it's so important to them. I wonder why men think they're so interesting. They're on the man's body. I don't really think any of my body parts are that interesting. I don't call any of my body parts she or name them, talk about them in the third person. Like, what is that about, right? I don't, yes. What is that about? Why? Why? Every man that I've ever been with has done this. Why? There's there's something <laughs> I don't understand. 
this this appendage is like it's its own has a personality and a name and a it's gendered it's a him I don't understand this I think it's like uh, I think society does it I think it promotes that culture I guess Part of it's probably hormonal it could be I would like to know why men send pictures of their penis because I would never send a picture of any part of my body. <laughs> I wouldn't even want a picture taken of any part of my body. And why would they think that sending that to women is a turn on? I don't yes. get that at all. Why do men think that I want to see a picture of their penis? It's so strange. It is really I don't, strange. I don't want to see a picture of a penis. Yeah. So when you, we've had these come out, right? And you're like, what? No pun intended, but yes. <laughs> Right? I mean, Where you hear reports, right, of men doing that. About like, like what a, is that? My sister is on, like, the the single sites. And, oh like, the first thing, oh, the first thing, guys will send you a dick pic. I'm just like, <laughs> please. Well, at least Done they're letting you. her know from right. minute one that they're... <laughs> I should bring her in here. She's got lots of penis questions. This is so crazy. Oh, oh yeah. I keep seeing these things coming out about, like, these 70-year-old... Uh, men in politics, like sending all of these dick pics to all of these young women that work in the... And I'm thinking, what is this man thinking? He actually, there's something in his brain that actually thinks, even at this age with this huge age differential between him and this woman, that she actually wants to see that. That she's going to be turned on and be falling at his feet because she saw his, you know... It's so strange, right? It's, it's such a strange very much older There's than very her. very much an ego trip going on. It's, it's interesting. It's like yeah. it's this, like, this a penis departure is, from reality. Yes, but. it is. And this penis is tied to, yes, it's an ego thing. It's tied to something internal. It's not about the penis anymore. It's not about the body. There's something, this is an internal thing, internal it's, projection of power. Again, no pun intended, but it is a projection of their ego. Yes, and, a per, and of a, a perceived power that, yeah. you know, by sending you this penis, it's a an picture, extension of their ego. I am sending you some picture of my power, which women do not see this that way. That's the, that's the really interesting part of it, because women don't see a penis as power. A man sees his own penis as this projection of power, but I don't think that women see penises that way. Right. I don't think that a I woman agree. sees a penis and is like, power, right. give me your power. I think we're more Lorena Bobbitt. I'm like, we're going to take away that power. out of my face. Yes. Oh my gosh! See, this is where I know you like you, you know you have to be kind of old enough to remember her. Yes. That's crazy. That's awesome. I love that. Well. We can't leave our girlfriends hanging, so we invited some male friends, Steve and Kimo, to tackle these burning questions. Why do men take pictures of it and send it to a woman? You know, I've asked myself that question a hundred times. So you're telling me honestly you don't know, because what is the dick pic about? You know, there's some there's some weird skewed sort of understanding that if a woman saw that, she would immediately be sexually attracted to you. And I mean, if we're if we're really being honest, the picture of a man's penis is pretty ugly. 
right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's like, what we would say. But right. see, men I don't know, like pictures of women. So uh, maybe they're thinking that, well, since we like to look at women, they're going to want to look at this. Yeah, and that's where they, that's where it okay. comes from. Because, you know, since we're so visually um, <laughs> stimulated when it comes to bikini pictures and all these other things, we're thinking, you oh, you guys, you have the same brain. We operate the same way. And that's just not true. Uh, do you think so, Kimo? Because, you know, it's not like they're yeah, looking yeah. at a picture of a vagina and getting all stimulated, no, right? they are. Oh, my gosh. Men, you don't know much about what men look at online, do you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Am I getting a lesson? <laughs> yeah. Sounds yeah. like it. You are. You are. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Kimo. What is up with the, big, uh, the dick pic? No, I, t- I, totally, I totally agree with Steve. I mean, it, it's something I fundamentally don't get, but uh, um, I, I, I do think that, that it, it's something that, like, I would just put it as like clueless men who don't realize that maybe women have a different type of arousal than they do. I mean, gosh. And, and it's just like purely visual. And I, I really, I, I don't understand. I like, I, I have taken them by request, but it's never been <laughs> really got. Uh, did they frame it? No. <laughs> Certainly hope not. Here's what it is, Christina. Okay, obviously you haven't sexted with Raymond yet, um, and I would recommend it. I mean, it's it's a relationship enhancer, okay? And you can download an app called Signal. It's totally secure. So what it is is that we have pictures that we can send to our significant other, but what else do they have to send? What else is he going to send me a picture of? I mean... I, his, it'd be his sexy eyes. Are you? Are you? Are you? Are you? Now you're the one who's objectifying. <laughs> <laughs> I am totally okay with my husband objectifying me. That's part of the fun of marriage. No, you're objectifying your husband. <laughs> oh yeah, why not? Well, if the recipient's a spouse, you've seen it, right? Yeah. You know what you're looking at. You know what you're getting with it, right? <clears throat> right. I don't understand the guys who send these to to women on exactly. Tinder that you just met. Mm-hmm. And you're just basically putting yourself out there. There's nowhere right. to go from there. Well, actually, yeah. a friend of ours, and Steve, uh, you know her. She has a teenage daughter. And she said that her, her daughter came home from school one day. I think she was about 16 at the time. And she's very frustrated. She goes, why can't I just find a guy that doesn't send me a dick pic? Oh, and apparently, <laughs> this is how young boys in high school are trying to bait girls. No way. Yes, it's a tit for tat. Okay, so then that's the next question women have is, why do men have this relationship with their penis? And I think that the that women are saying, wait, I think they more so had that obsessiveness when they were young maybe they don't as much you know once they get older but what is that relationship is it real or are they doing it because society has created this well i mean i haven't named mine or anything but uh it's something i've lived with my whole life um we know each other pretty well i know his insecurities um his weaknesses i know his strengths there goes my point. You're personifying it. Do you see that? Women do not <laughs> do that joking. to their vaginas. If you had something on your body that could just stand up. There are other things that stand up. Like what? Like A know, nipple? That's yes. not the same. No. no, it's not the same. Think about it. You've got two sons, okay? 
What's one of the first things they start to grab as young babies? I mean, yeah, a little. A, a little, little. Really? not a lot. Well, the truth no, is, that- your your boys never you never caught them with their hands down their pants. Yes, feeling yes, around. Some, okay, some, some, some. The world would be a very different place if women had something on their bodies to let the world know they were physically aroused. True. There's nothing. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's very visible. Huh, interesting. What do yeah. you think? I, right. I think, I think, I think, I think any woman who asks that question really needs to have a deeper look at her relationship with her vagina. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? Women have a relationship. Uh, I see your point. However, however, men do have more of a relationship with their penis. There is that personification <laughs> and the naming yeah. of, and you know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what women you hang around with, but. Uh. <laughs> I think part of the difference is that with a vagina, it's it's multi-purpose. Okay, babies come out of it. All right, and then we've got our monthly, you know, that's true monthly flow that we have to deal with. So for us, it's not always a sexual part. There is a there's some you know scientific functions physical functions that are happening there. Same thing with breast. Right, breasts are sexual, but breasts also serve a very practical function of feeding babies. So we do view them a little bit differently, I think, because of that. I think we would be lying to say that men do not have a much more obsessive, focused relationship with their penis than women do you know, with their vagina. You, you, I mean, you could also you could also just you could also just reframe that and say men have a less complicated relationship. Okay, definitely, it is it. less complicated, right? Yeah, As some women would say more complicated. I know that mm, my husband has expressed expressed to me that he thinks it would be easier to walk around in life without it, just because of the control it can seem to have over him as a man. <laughs> Interesting. Oh my gosh, I'd like to hear about that. Walking wow. around without a penis? Well, I mean, you know, he's like and he's going to look other you know, you can't he's like, you know, you can't always control what makes it go up, right? So still even now, like, well, he has red blood flowing through them. And if Raymond says he's never aroused by a hot woman that walks by, he's lying to you. Oh, boy. Well, I guess That's there's true. a talk tonight <laughs> that we can have. Now you'll hear from two of my other girlfriends, this time at a less rowdy get-together. Just a nice, quiet, dignified lunch with a not-so-dignified topic. I had, you know, I grew up with a younger brother who was, you know, um, very close in age. And, you know, we took baths together and that penises were what boys had. I mean, I didn't, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of a... See, I didn't grow up with that. Yeah. So having a baby boy, every time I would change his diaper when he was newborn, it would be like, oh my gosh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't know what I expected yeah. to see there, but it wasn't that. I didn't, now, when when men are young, I think they are very uh, in tune with their penises, oh. more so than, say, our husbands are oh, now. I don't know. Yeah. 
And maybe they've just adjusted to it a little more, but yeah. Or they don't talk about it as much. I don't know. But, you know, it just doesn't come up too much. I mean, that sounds bad too. <laughs> the topic doesn't come up too much. <laughs> Boys, um, it, it's a completely different thing than girls because, you know, if you've got a group of middle school girls around, I'm going to guarantee they wouldn't talk about their vaginas. No. No. But you get a group of middle school boys together. No. The penis is going to come up. No, it's not. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I can believe that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Already? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are they saying? Oh, they're not talking about it, but, you know, it's hitting each other in it or, hey, my bitch, you know. I mean, it's... <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's true. It I think, up, I, but I think, that, I think, that it's, I think that's just they're becoming aware of their their yeah bodies. They're becoming it's aware men, of, men. Men of, of, of their sex. Of their, you know. Men will scratch right So there would you ask, place. like, why do men have to do that? Like, what would you ask? Absolutely. You know, why do men just, Maybe just. Uh, adjust and feel perfectly comfortable in public where we would never, you would never okay. reach down and adjust your underwear. But you, have you ever adjusted your bra? Yeah, that's true. But it's I don't think it's the other regions, though. I don't know. Yeah, it's but you know, but that's what they need to adjust. <laughs> Why do men have to touch their penises all the time? Well, we're constantly touching it when we go to the bathroom, right? <laughs> right. So there's like the sensation is is, you know, it, it, there's a certain level it gets to before it becomes some, some sort of sexual masturbation type of touching or whatever. So, I don't know. I mean, we're used to touching it all the time. Okay, so chemo. I mean, like you see men adjusting. Is it just adjusting? I do want to know about that. Yeah, like what is that? Yeah, uh, you know, okay, so you've got you've got something down there that's, that's changing shape throughout the day that, you know, really? is getting... Yeah, of course. I didn't know that. The, the, the adjustment, the adjustments are normal. They're just part of, you know, what's necessary with modern garments to be comfortable throughout the day. Um, huh. But but you know, but, but when it comes to, like the touching, that's not just about adjustment. Like, why would you not want to? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I like that honest answer. Okay, is that why though? I guess I just want to know is that is that part of the reason? Because it well, feels mean, like, good. Like, you know, for adjusting? right. So adjusting is for no, no, no. That's no, for adjusting, relief. adjusting is a different category. Yeah. yeah. Adjusting is for relief. Like something's pulling, something's in the way. You Underwear's move it. touching yeah. in the wrong spot. Yeah. Like, like whatever. I, I would really like, it's exactly like a woman wearing a bra. Right. Adjusting right? your boobs okay. in a bra. Sure. Yeah. Or if yeah, your and, and, panties and go up. Why your would, butt. Why would, exactly. Exactly. Why would, why would someone say, why do you always touch your breasts? Because <laughs> I like them. <laughs> you They're squishy. <laughs> Yeah. I yes, I see. But so you're saying there are times where you're not adjusting and you're just touching cuz you want to. That would be masturbation. I would hope so, yeah. No, I mean during the day, you know, you're out and you you're out. Well, if you're doing it when not, you're out, hopefully, that's a little weird. Yeah. Not I, I'm like talking about on a bus somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a dude whacking off in a parking lot once. Oh god. Yeah. Wait, That's, sitting in his car. Yeah. Right. You could just tell. I was 16. Oh. Yeah. Isn't that gross? <laughs> That's gross. All right. So gross. another question. What is it like to have an orgasm with a penis? Now, I get that you have never had an orgasm any other way, you know, and she she's like, I just wonder, yeah, like, is it, it better? That's I wonder a, if it's better than mine. I don't know. 
Right. It's just that's sort how of a hard because I've I've heard know? it described from women's perspectives of how it's sort of a whole mind body connection in that one moment, sort of everything exploding. I've tried to exp- I don't know. I've tried to think about this, and I think with a male orgasm, it's sort of like a very intense moment of like you know when you have to really hold you, you have to hold it and not, you don't have a restroom readily available and you're holding it for a long time and then you finally like you finally release it's like really hot it's it's like a hot, hot stream. yeah except it's like a thousand <laughs> uh, imagine that like a thousand times over yeah you know wow and you're sort of just releasing that you finally got it out yeah exactly okay okay well, i don't know Kimo, what you think but yeah take a take a whirl well, I, you know, it's 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 something that that you know it depends. It's a very like psychosexual thing, right? So, it, it's not just a physical sensation that that has like one expression. You know, it depends on the type of, of partner you're with. It depends on the type of situation you're in. I mean, you can have everything from just something that feels like it's happening just in your organs to something that's happening throughout your entire body or that's happening throughout your entire soul. I mean, it can blow your mind. So. It, yeah, it's not it's not just one thing. Yeah. I think it I get it. It's the difference between a quickie cuz we only got 10 minutes before we have to leave the house mm-hmm. versus we're home, we're in our room, kids are in bed, we've got plenty of time, right? Huh? Versus a weekend away somewhere different where you could be a yes. lot of Yes, I want. was going to say that. that. Yes. Because that. with the kids in the house, it, there can't ever really be this, oh, my gosh, we're going to do it for four hours. I can't even no. remember. Has that ever happened to me? I mean, it's been so long that I'm too does old that for even four exist? hours. I would just get tired. That's on a whole different plane and dimension. <laughs> All right. I have to discover that part of me like years yeah. down the road, I think. Or like when you're out of town and you're staying at your husband's grandma's house. <laughs> yeah, you're speaking Even for yourself. Had fun, did we? In a house that's over 100 years old where the walls are paper thin and you can hear everything. It's called silent sex. <laughs> those aren't well, are, is that well, those better. Are, are those better? Not for me. No, I felt very constricted. Yeah, I'll bet. Well, those were different times. I think, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, parents were a lot more open, all the way back to Native Americans, where they were doing it in the same teepees or whatever. You know, it was yeah. like oh, yeah. kids were a lot more, you know, uh, exposed to sex a lot sooner. You know? It was natural. Yeah. It was yeah. more yeah. natural. They saw I mean, the animals I mean, my, do like it. Our, yeah, the idea of privacy is only about four hundred years old. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, the, the the entire idea of separate rooms only came about in the 1600s in the Netherlands. Like yeah. before that, through all of human history, we just all shared spaces together. So I'm a big, um, like I I love um, like all the English, you know, monarchy and all the history surrounding that. Um, I love anything from the Tudor period, and one of the things that always strikes me, and and you get a lot of it if you read a lot of historical fiction, is when royals would marry. Their consummation was public. People <gasps> would come and watch it because, number one, they needed proof, oh, right, sure. that sure. they were indeed married. And the consummation is what kind of sealed the deal. And so your first time with your spouse um, as a married couple, uh, and oftentimes, especially with these monarchs, a lot of them were arranged marriages. They didn't even know each other before. And here they are. They got to do it in front of this big group of people. The Chinese did that, mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. watched the emperor, and oh. also to make right, be, right. so yeah, that he's probably, safe. There's probably, no, yes. there's probably no better confirmation that you're the king than everybody comes to watch. <laughs> <laughs> watch me perform 
see my masculinity. Now with the internet, we can all experience that. I know. People are. People are uploading all the time, right? Yes. These like home porn, right? Mm-hmm. It's true. Mm-hmm. And so it is It is a different time. It You're is. behind a screen. There's a bit of anonymity sometimes if the faces are covered yeah. or something. But it's also even with these young boys sending these dick pics online. Um, you're behind a phone screen. They're not having to face this woman face to face or this young girl face to face and all the fear and the, you know, the anxiety that goes along with that. This is why I'm hearing a lot of studies coming out that there's actually a lot less um, premarital sex. There is. Now, wow. because there's less interaction physically Absolutely. between young young teens because they're just texting yes. and Snapchatting and stuff like wow. that. They're not going out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not going out on date as much, on dates as much. They are definitely, the their first time having sex is pushed uh, later and mm-hmm. later. There's a drop in teen pregnancy. There's less of a desire to grow up, go out, go out and get a job. All of these, yeah, um, yeah. It's yeah. kind of easing yeah, my because, because... fears a bit now that I have a teen. <laughs> uh, actually, I would like mine to launch. And so, no, let's not push that back too far. <laughs> Okay, so um, the last question I have that some of my female friends have is, um, where does the penis like to be touched the most? And it could include not just the penis, but, you know. Other areas. Other appendages to the Mm. penis. Kimo, you want to take this one, bud? You want to start off? (laughs) Not really. (laughs) Can can I take a a guess and say that that would depend on the individual? Uh, well, I mean, you yes. know, obviously obviously there are certain sens- more sensitive areas, I guess, on the penis itself. Like the tip of the penis is pretty sensitive. Um, but, you know, if, you, if you're coupling that with other things that a woman might be doing, like, you know, touching, you know, the balls or at, at the same time and doing other things and with the stroking, I mean, all of that put together, I mean, could really equate to a really wonderful experience, right? What do you think, Kimo? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, uh, boy, I don't know how to answer that one. We uh, should ask your wife. <laughs> <laughs> She'll know. I, I know what my husband's think, answer would be. <laughs> okay, so, well. What would your husband answer be? Oh, yeah, what would, what would his answer be? Do I really want to go there? Well, this is my question. <laughs> so I do have a question. Um, do men prefer oral sex or intercourse? Which one? That's going to be individual as well. Yeah, that's very subjective. And I think what I've read is that the number one sexually satisfying act is oral sex, um, followed up by some sort of voyeuristic watching sex, which is weird, right? For me personally, oral sex has never been a, a, a substitute for intercourse. And the worst thing you could find yourself is in a situation where you know your partner might not be fully in it. Yeah. Really and she's really yeah. doing her he really doing it out of obligation. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's like oh, what that's a killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a yeah. Yeah. yeah and well I mean and there's and there's there's where I would there's where I would say is really the key is like the the situation where you're enjoying yourself, your partner is enjoying themselves and no one is like acting in a way to try to please the other person, that is almost always going to be the most pleasing thing, yeah. whatever that act is. Right. So it's like there's, 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 a, there's a marriage uh, psychologist and he has, a, he has a nice experiment that he does with, with couples and, and he says, you know, it's like a, a short massage. It's a really easy exercise that everyone can do. And so you just take a minute to massage your partner and you try to massage them in a way that you think would please them. Right? Hmm. And then you have a minute 
where you massage your partner, but you massage them in a way that just pleases you. Interesting. Yeah. 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 And, and see the difference because there's a big difference between those two. Yeah. No, it's true. Hmm. I think that there's a give and and take, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Um, so intercourse versus oral, my husband tells me they're just different. It's, it's not always one or the other. It's where your head is. I think so. It it depends on the moment. And you know what? I think a lot of people have this uh, misconception that uh, when you're in a monogamous long-term relationship that every time you do it, it's going to be this mind-blowing experience. And every experience is different. (laughs) You know, sometimes you're simply meeting a need, right? Totally. And then sometimes it is this emotional connection. And then sometimes it is a mind-blowing experiment experience, you know, but sometimes just kind of like, eh, it's all right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that, and that like breaking, breaking the the mold of what you're expected to feel and really meeting what you actually feel is like half of the game right there. Yeah. And being able to accept what it is you actually feel in the moment and be non-judgmental about it. Totally. Definitely. Super super important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that the most important part is that you're both um, not feeling like you're being tested, that you're on stage yeah, yeah, somehow, yeah. Mm-hmm. that whatever yeah, happens is fine. Right, right. And that's the beauty of, of keeping sex in that long-term monogamous relationship because you have hopefully a lifetime to go and fumble through all the weird sexual encounters. <laughs> yeah. And then you start learning a little more about your body, more about your partner's body. You don't have to go out looking for multiple partners. Um, you're just, you're really honing in on the art of lovemaking right. between you and your wife or mm. husband or whatever. I feel like m- my That's husband awesome. and I, we, we've talked recently, we'll, our anniversary is coming up. So we will have been married 16 years, been together about 20. I feel like I have better sex with him now than I did at the beginning. And I think it's because I'm more comfortable with him. He's more comfortable with me. I know what he likes. He knows what I like. And I don't know. That that just makes for um, – it's a safe space. You know what I mean? Where you feel comfortable fully being yourself in that moment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's like, like David Schnark who, who wrote this really wonderful book called Passionate Marriage which was talking about what it takes to keep intimacy, intimacy alive and committed relationships. You know, he said from, from his own research uh, you know, with thousands and thousands and thousands of couples, almost all of them have the best sex of their lives in their 50s and 60s. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So there's hope. And yeah, there's... Because, because they've, they've developed enough of the emotional uh, closeness and emotional maturity and sense of self mm-hmm. That they can they can really be able to connect. Right. Well, you know, just so that our our listeners don't think that we're all having great sex, and because so many couples don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, oh, so I've many, had my fair share of not great sex. Uh, so many couples are not having sex at all. Right. Um, so many couples are having strained sex, mm-hmm. or one person is enjoying it, the other person isn't at all. I've experienced all of the above. I just want to say that. Okay. I might, I might, I did say yes. We're having the best sex now than we ever have. But everything you've mentioned, we have also experienced, and mm-hmm. I think that that's normal, and yes. that's part of a, a being yeah. in a relationship. Yes, mm-hmm. because yeah. you know, my husband and I have had uh, definitely a lot of holes mm-hmm. in our sexual lives. 
uh, together, and we still don't have it figured out. And, you know, I think having kids really gets in the way of that. And so, you know, my my hope is that as the kids get a little older and more independent, that we can, you know, dive into that more. Um, but it's been, you know, really difficult. Um, I think that for a lot of couples, they haven't figured out how to be vulnerable together in that way. Even though we relate so well on yeah. so many other levels, this is one kind of, you know, painful, um, yeah. you know, area in our marriage that yeah. we just haven't, you know, really put in the time to mm-hmm. work on. Um, but, you know, I think that for listeners out there who are in the same place, I do feel optimistic. I feel like, you know, as long as two people are willing, they can yeah. they can make that work. Yes. You know, as long as you are the judgment can't be in the picture. No. You have to be okay with whatever you end up doing. It could be that, hey, let's just lay naked together. You know, there's and watch TV or, you know, any way you can. There's to nothing that. wrong with the hand job. Right. <laughs> you know, it just uh uh you know, so any my grandma way. always told me. Yeah. <laughs> Your grandma? <laughs> right on, grandma. Oh, granny. No. Um, yeah, and, and you know what? I think um, a lot of times we get really caught up, or I won't know we, but a lot of women get caught up in the frequency, how, how often my wife, my husband is going to want it, and I'm just not in the mood right now. And on the, on the flip side, guys, it's like women crave non-sexual touch from their partners. Yes. And if we were to prioritize that as much as we do sex... We would see a lot more. You'll get a lot You'll more. You'll get sex. a lot more. Sex. I've yeah. I've told my husband that I said you know I said, like times when he stepped in and and it was just non sexual affection you know physical affection. I looked at him one day and I said, you know if you would do that more, I'm probably going to start coming on to you a lot more. <laughs> he, he's like mm-hmm. what? And he was like surprised. I'm like no 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 you don't get it. This is a turn on for me. Mm-hmm. You doing this. Mm-hmm. Do that enough times, I promise you, you will be rewarded. <laughs> but having, you know, said that, there's also the opposite where there are relationships where the woman wants it and the man isn't really yeah. feeling comfortable mm-hmm. and isn't the one who mm-hmm. is. And that's kind of... No, it's true. And there's a lot of reasons why that can happen. And we've experienced some of that. We've had times in our marriage and sometimes it comes down to uh, medications that you're taking hormones. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's an imbalance there. Um, You know, there's all kinds of reasons that that could be happening. And so I think it's just important to keep an open communication about it and being willing to, like you said, to, to work at it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think that's something in our culture that uh, I think one of the things that holds us back in a lot of areas of our lives is that we live in a very romantic culture. Mm -hmm. And by romantic, I mean that we have a lot of these ideals that come from kind of romantic stories or romanticizing life. And we, we all think that there's some point in time when we'll get some magic answer and then we'll stop <clears throat> having to learn and we'll stop struggling, you know, whether it's the, the sort of the Disney princess version of love where, okay, now you found your perfect partner and all of your life's problems are solved. <laughs> or if it's the entrepreneur story where, Oh, you know, you got a million dollars and all of your life's problems are solved. And, and that, that totally goes against the nature of human life, which is just constantly dynamic. It's constantly necessitating learning. It's constantly necessitating struggle. And the more we accept that, the more we kind of surrender ourselves to the fact that we're always going to be making mistakes. We're always going to be learning. We're always going to be growing. There is no like point at which you're out of suffering and struggle. 
the more we can just enjoy the whole process of it. Uh, thanks for popping my balloon. <laughs> <laughs> you Maybe know, I was like, I was happy in my fantasy of the Disney-esque <laughs> world. Thanks. I actually wasn't happy in my fantasy of the Disney world. And I got to say, that fucked me up for a while. Yeah, for sure. Because... I entered my marriage with a lot of expectations that my husband was not aware of. Someone did not give him the memo. And um, Mm -hmm. part of it has to do with religion as well. You know, I, I, you know, I I am a Christian, but I, you know, I was raised in a very conservative home. And so there was this view of sex where if you, um, you know, if, if you save it, it's it's going to be wonderful. And then every time you have sex, it's going to be this emotional, con- it has to be this emotional connection. And it was almost like you're told as a teen, sex is dirty, sex is dirty, it's wrong, wrong, wrong. And then all of a sudden you get married and it's supposed to be this glorious thing. That'll fuck you up. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it. Mm-hmm. And for me, now, I didn't wait till I was married to have sex. But while we were dating, um, I, I kind of had this religious experience where I was like, all right, I think we need to pull back and he respected me and and we did and then we got married and it wasn't this mind-blowing emotional connection that I thought it was going to be and what I realized through time is that you know what I was taking it too seriously sex should be fun Mm. yeah Yes. And yeah. once I let go of my expectations and like you said, chemo, just accept what is, I began to have fun with it. And I began to shed, um, I fear, some of the, th- I feel some of the things that, that held me back. And one of those being was, you know, my religion telling me sex is wrong, sex is wrong, don't do it, don't do it, you're a dirty person, to where, you know what, sex is good, it is fun. And I should be enjoying my husband as much as he's enjoying me. Yeah, and I think I think that that's something that's that's true across any area of life. You know, sexuality is just one area where that's true. You know, point to me one area of life where rejecting reality is the better choice. <laughs> I love that. That Don't should we? be a sticker. Yeah. Okay, here's the next question. All right. I like a blank penis. It's been a long time since I've really had any uh, selection. So I kind of get what I get. I mean, because I'm functioning. This is awesome. You know, you hit a certain age, you know. If you enjoyed the Gritty Girls podcast, please help us by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show on iTunes and Stitcher. By doing so, you'll be entered to win a Gritty Girls t-shirt during the first two months of our launch. Just grab your iDevice and inside the podcast app, search for Gritty Girls podcast. Click on our logo and once there, scroll down to rate and review the show finally, hit subscribe. If you don't have an iTunes account, it'll ask you to create one. And for Android listeners, download the free Stitcher radio app and search Gritty Girls Podcast. You do need to listen to an entire show before you'll be allowed to leave a review. For all others, you can find us on our website at grittygirlspodcast.com. 
And please join our gritty conversations by heading to our website where our next show topics are listed. Pick one that resonates with you, call our chat line, and record your thoughts. Quick one or two lines will do, and then you'll have a good chance of being on our show's WDYT segment for What Do You Think? We only have one rule. Enter the conversation with an open mind. Among today's music is Kevin McLeod's As I Figure and Acid Jazz from the Free Music Archive. Thank you for listening. Until next time, listen to understand, seek out growth, and keep the heart and mind open. Yeah. Uh, and now, I think a penis should be blank, besides functioning. Clean? <laughs> I, don't know. I think a penis. <laughs> I, am, I am really, really nervous to see how she's going to edit all this. That's what. Yeah. <laughs>